Thank you for joining us on another episode of Married at First Sight. Last time we saw these couples, the honeymoon was over. It was day eight of marriage. We are viewing everyone's individual apartments, as well as exploring their new apartments as they move in together. First up, Nate and Stasha. They're super cute. They're excited to move in together. There is not enough space for Stasha's skincare, only one sink. I have, I have lived this pretty much any place, like a hotel we go visit, somehow you take over. So this is just your everyday life. Right. Let's just say we had three storage spaces. Like you have <laughs> two and three quarters. Yes. And I have a quarter. You have <laughs> two half shelves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is very clear Stasha likes the apartment to be spotless, clean, clean. God, part of me wishes I had this, but I just don't. No, you don't. Some people, some people, they're just <laughs> very tidy. They kind of talk about their living styles. So as Stasha's talking about how intensely neat she is, Nate talks about how he doesn't like doing the laundry. He leaves dishes sometimes and will lay in the bed after being at the gym. And that's where I cross the line. That is too far. I understand dishes. I understand laundry's not fun for anyone. Don't lay down sweaty. It's just, oh, no. You even get in the car sweaty. Yeah, Uh, that part's gross too. We see Stasha's house. It is gorgeous. This is the biggest kitchen island I think I've ever seen. You can fit 12 people at that probably. Is it over 12 feet? I mean, it's I feel like it has to be. Wow. Now I need to know, how do you feel about the tray on the bed? Not needed. It's weird. I hate it. It's a a decorative thing, I guess. It's a thing I have to move every single day. Where do you put that? Do you just put it on, on your like, dresser or your nightstand? But again, yeah. It's but then, a, it, but then it doesn't belong there. Agreed. When you're going and to bed, so it looks crappy, in my opinion. Also, I don't need any of those things quickly. I don't need extra large matches. I don't need these books that are just photos, like they're just home furnishing books. What are your What are your thoughts on decorative pillows? Very pro. I don't do them because I know they're going to annoy the crap out of you. <laughs> I think they're really cute, though. I enjoy them. I was on Team Nate. I mean, she had like. Eight pillows on the bed? Yeah. I'm like, you only use one. Where do you put them? You literally, she probably puts them on the floor next See, to her while she sleeps. See, that seems weird. Don't do that. By decorative pillows, I mean like two. No, three, because you want a center one. One of us is for, one of us is against. I think Nate may have been a little bit uncomfortable in Stasha's house. That's why he was kind of picking at the girliness of everything. Just because he wanted to poke at her. I mean, it was a gorgeous house. There's no denying it. Yeah, it's super beautiful. She has two kitchens. I noticed Where that, were we? I noticed that too. Was that in the basement? So you have like a little... I mean, that kitchen might be the size of our kitchen. <laughs> but for real. No, it probably is. She wants a $700 Nespresso, which you know, long run still saves money. So I can get behind it. Also, money's not an issue, clearly. You know, so do it if you, you know, want it. We got an espresso machine. And when Nate was breaking out the way he is, yes, when you look at it face value of five bucks a day, multiply that out. But you got to think you are... Buying milks for the flavorings. espresso flavorings, the beans, and I get what Nate was saying. He's like, the beans ain't that cheap. Like, if you're getting some fancy nice beans, mm. Stasha seems she likes nice things. She works hard. She buys nice things. That's what she does. Which, yeah, that's your life. Like, that's your money. Do it. I would be like, you don't have to get that expensive of an espresso machine. But with her yearly income, you can. You Easy. can. You can for sure. We move on to Nate's apartment. I thought it was cute. It was decently clean. Stasha was losing it immediately. 
the closet, the towels, going through every cabinet, okay. lifting, throwing stuff on the ground. Get out of here. It was that, too much. I was cool with it until she started like throwing things out of his cabinet. Not appropriate. Like, why are you throwing? That's not yours. Why are you throwing things on my floor? Like, just just put them out into the counter. Like, we're gonna throw them away. Don't throw them on the floor. I would be so annoyed. Just someone walking around in your house going dirty, dirty, throw this out. That's gross. And then getting into my bed with your shoes on. No. The level of disrespect. You know what it was? She's like, my body is compared to this bed. I can, yeah, I can so, put my shoes on this. Fuck it. <laughs> During the meeting with Pastor Cal, they go over finances and how Nate should essentially start acting as a married man. For example... You don't need more money. You don't need all of these check boxes to have a kid. Just move on. But I understand Nate's mentality. Yeah, you want to know that no matter what, this kid will be taken care of. Yeah, he wants to make sure his family's secure, his finances. You know, the whole kids will never want for anything. I get that. And then I like that Pastor Cal was trying to... He was almost trying to send the message of... A lot of folks are having kiddos without that much money. The amount of money you're making. And they're, they're doing great. It's cool to start. It's cool to start the process. And I'm sure that's just one part of it. Do you There's feel, a whole emotional side. Did you ever feel it was kind of odd that you're essentially telling two folks that ju- just met that they should basically get going on making a kid? Yeah. Also having sex. Why aren't you having sex? That's weird. Just it's been eight days. Just let people move at their own pace. If they're not making any progress, sure. But they're making progress every day, it seems like. But there was a lot of pressure, I felt like, to progress fast. Stasha reiterates that she wants Nate to be more detailed in his feelings. And Nate tries to explain that he doesn't get emotional when talking about his mom and he cannot show emotions that are not there. I mean, I agree with him. It, I don't know. Again, we're talking about you don't have to be intimate. Go at your own pace. You've known him for eight days. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about every traumatic moment in his life. I always go to, how do you have emotions of the unknown? Now, I get you have friends, they have their mom and dad. You probably felt some type of way, but he's never known how it is to have a mom. So he's like, so how could he miss her? How could he have all those emotions? Now, unless you saw this beauty of your friend having a mom and dad, and you're like, wow, you know, I kind of wish I had that. But he seems to have a good relationship with his dad. I mean, it also seems to be... Like, then I want to say it's a sensitive topic, but it doesn't seem like it is for him. He's like, it just isn't a thing for me. I think what Stasha is looking for is more of a expressing maybe the longing he had. Maybe that might be a reach, but I think she just wants to hear about how it affected him and how he feels. But I think in the next episode, he brings up a really good point. And his friend also says it. Stasha's been to therapy. Stasha's worked through all these emotions and can easily access them as to where he may not know how, and she does have to give him that grace. But we do find out that Nate is signing up for therapy, and I hope that he's doing this because he wants to, because he says that he is doing it to show his actions, that actions speak louder than words. I'm proud of Nate for going to therapy. He shouldn't see it as a negative. I don't think he does. He thinks that's that's a really positive thing to do, and I really do hope it's beneficial for them. But... Him going through this process, he's like, yeah, I still have nothing to say about my mom. So is Sasha just going to be like... She wants him to unlock uh, those blocks. Like, oh, you don't know how to open up. You don't know how to be vulnerable. I'm like, oh, I did the therapy and all this stuff. Like, I still don't have anything to say about that. Yeah, it almost feels like she wants him to prove himself. To prove that he has emotions. I don't know. There's just something going on here. Does she want to be trauma bonded? (laughs) 
I don't know. Hmm. 70s party, super cute. They killed it. Their fros were adorable. Gray fits. Wow. Shout out to them for going out to the store in those outfits. <laughs> Holy shit. People at the store must have been like, what the fuck are these people doing? But hey, they look great. That would have made my day if I was at the store and I saw them. Oh, I'd be like, I've been like, you're dope. Like, you guys you got are it. shit. Where are you guys fucking going right now? Take me with you. <laughs> Nate and Stasha both talk separately with friends about the kid situation. Nate is concerned Stasha wants kids ASAP when he's never seen her around children. She's a workaholic as well. His response was perfect in that he wasn't shaming her. He was just saying, this is all I know about you and children. I need to know you more before like I'm ready for that. I just can't imagine having these conversations day eight. That is so far from, I mean, I guess you have to. That's the point. You're yeah, married. A, that's the point you, of the show. Got to get it going. I mean, usually, I mean, I'm not asking people when they're going to have kids like ever. Like that's your thing. I'm a little concerned about Morgan. How so? She literally cannot let go. What You're self-sabotaging at this point. He has said he was sorry. He's ready to move on. Granted, I'm not a big Ben fan, but you can't live like this. I get being a nurse is a big part of who you are, but he's apologized. I think he said he's giving you flowers randomly. I mean, are you trying to be married? Like for the, I mean, take it seriously, long-term, like make this work? Because the way she's holding on to this... Like, what is the point of Ben to continue to try? Agreed. What? He's just going to continually be punished. Why would he continue? The fact that they're in this mode. Well, we'll get, we'll get into the other couples. But the fact that they're in this mode, they are. Oh, I'm going to be honest. She, Morgan is hindering their advancement in the relationship. Like, you should be progressing. They're, they're like, they're flatline. Like they that. went backwards and stopped. That was it. Because they were more friendly before this happened. At some point, Ben is going to say, I've only known you for two weeks. I'm not going to keep going through all of this and doing all this work. Because what's the point if there's nothing to gain from it in the end? We see Morgan's apartment. She's taking the espresso machine. I feel her. Hell yeah. She has a Theragun. Love it. And her cat is hiding. When Ben finds out there's a cat, he has so many awkward questions that made me uncomfortable. He's talking about like, Dude, does everyone like sink their pee together? What like, are we what? talking about? Yeah, Is he just really sheltered in life? I don't know what it is, but just something is just like not there. Do you think it's a little bit of immaturity? Yes. In that's some what ways, it is, I think. in some ways, though, he seems like really mature with like savings and being responsible, taking care of himself, taking care of his body, and like stuff like that. But in some conversations, yeah, he just says really random shit. Like, I don't think I've ever heard someone say pee syncing up. Agreed. It's a little much. Now, we didn't get a shot of Ben's apartment. We didn't get a tour of it. We didn't get to see it at all. We saw it previously in the introduction. So we kind of know what it looks like and whatnot. But I don't know why we didn't get to see it this time. I noticed it was the same thing with Lindy as well. Exactly. So I don't know why you get to pick and choose. Is there really nothing going on? He's like, this is my kitchen. Okay, goodbye. Maybe they're like, my shit's already packed. I... No. Actually, he's... He's so conscious about saving money. He cut the lease, stuff's in storage, pocketing that money. I can see that. I can see it. I can see that with Lindy too. Yeah. After this episode, hell yeah, I can. Okay. Pastor Cal visits them. They go over the incident. Okay. Long story short, everyone is telling her the exact same thing. Like you just need to forgive this man and move on. 
That really is the long story short of this entire meeting with Pastor Cal. What are you getting from this? Why would he keep trying? She's like, who has the walls up? I have the walls up. Who has the power to put them down? I have the power to put them down. Ben will YouTube on how to be intimate. It's okay. And we're continuing the exact same storyline. In this episode, Morgan calls her friend who tells her the exact same thing. It's just so repetitive. You know, it's funny. Her friend in the car was actually even more blunt. Yeah. Like, he's super blunt, which I appreciate. He's like, yeah, you know how to tell me how it is. I'm like, yeah, so get the fucking message. The only new thing that kind of came up during this episode is that Morgan talks about how Ben is very surface level. None of his red flags or worries are anything about her personality or who she is. It's a very good point. And I can see him being very surface. I don't see him really having deep conversations. I said earlier in the pod that I didn't think he was going to be into her. I'm kind of surprised because he's like seems committed. I don't know if he's committed to the process or the show, which translate to like obviously him staying with Morgan and doing things. If he's so surface level, it now that we sort of are analyzing that he is surface level as far as his red flags against her, I'm like, or maybe he's too shy to admit that he's not that into her. No, I think he is. I think she's less into him though, for sure, based on the incident and then the surface level stuff. And then, I mean, his personality is getting a little rough. There's a tweet, and I'm, I'm so sorry, I, I forgot who it was. They mentioned, like, Mavs has to stop casting these people that have, like, not trauma, but, like, they have things going on. Not only that, but they're matching people based on trauma or that they know will fuel that trauma. Like, Morgan, if someone does this and you just can't ever forgive someone or you get burned easily, like, why are you, you need to, like, work on that. I hate that she almost uses it as an excuse So she says, well, I told him before, if he burns me, that's it. So you're thinking, oh, because I gave him a warning, that's fine. I mean, marriage, you're going to have a lot of ups and downs in marriage. He's going to burn you a lot more than once. It's not easy. So giving like this weird ultimatum, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. They have their housewarming party, immediately almost starts arguing with each other and how they're telling their story. I hate when people argue around me, especially couples. It's so uncomfortable. They just like, they care so much about being right and sharing their side versus having a good time. It's real uncomfortable. Although if it's in public, does that mean it's fair game? Oh, it's totally fair game. (laughs) Ben said that he's trying so hard. He apologized. He even bought her her favorite sausage. The sausage thing was fucking weird. It's so weird. Okay. Morgan must have, I think it was a chicken. Was it chicken sausage? I think so. Okay. Morgan must have mentioned chicken sausage so many times <laughs> that Ben was like, fuck it. I'm getting her favorite chicken sausage. I fucking tried everything. <laughs> fuck it. It might be the answer. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's just desperate and like doesn't know what to do. The friends were uh, good and direct, which I think Morgan needs. Would he say you're a nurse now? Yes. Okay. Get over it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Accurate. Are you always surprised? I know their apartments aren't huge or anything, but they always have like a very small friend count. I wonder if they give a limit like, yo, just invite like two friends. Probably. Because maybe parties are hard to deal with. Too many people in like a small space. But I will say I'm super disappointed that last season we only got to see Katina's friends twice. Once at the wedding and one at the housewarming. And as soon as they said they were not down for this at all and they don't like him, we never got to see them again. No, that's who I want the opinion of. Mm -hmm. Mitch's apartment is rough. This man is a hoarder and he doesn't even take care of what he has. My guy. So again, online, I love y'all and I'm sorry I don't write down Twitter names. Someone said, 
Mitch is trying to save the earth and he can't even save this fucking apartment. <laughs> I don't think he showers at home. Do you think he's like he has a gym membership and he like no. showers at the gym so he cuts no. water costs? You're giving him way too much way credit. Way too much credit? He's surfing and being like, that was it. No, come on. No. What? How no, is there that much no. dirt? You know how at the beach there's that shower at like right oh, there? Oh, I can see that being yep. it. Okay. There it is. There Good it compromise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Outdoor showers. Yeah, I can see that versus because how is there so much dirt? There's like dirt and he hangs his suits up mm-hmm. to dry the space. That was like a hallway, just full of shit. Yeah. Just full of shit. You're not using any of that. Bro, the corner in the back of that room, you haven't seen that sh- the bottom of that shit in years. Why do you have this? Give it to a recycling center. That's what I don't get. So if you don't want stuff, you can give it to a rebuilding center. Habitat for Humanity. There's just so many ways that you can put something to use. The thing is, he got this from the rebuilding center. <laughs> just saved it so he's from like, there I can't. He's like, I can't put it back. I just... there's a- Yo, Kristen, Kristen is legit the MVP of this season right now. This she wants to make it work so bad. That bar is so low. Anything that he does nice, she's gonna throw him a parade for. I mean, at the end of seeing the apartment, she's like, Yeah, if I could just never see that apartment again, that would be great. Yeah, and probably good. But also, there's another layer to this. Mitch, you sign up for the show. You must have somewhat watched a previous episode. You know they're coming to see your apartment. Was this the cleaned up version? If this was a cleaned up version, my god, man. I don't know how much it costs to pay someone to like clean an apartment, but you needed to pay them double and just get it done. Tell your brother to come over while you're on the honeymoon, pay him whatever he wants. Be get like, it taken care be of. Like, bro, at least scrub the fucking oven, bro. At least scrub the oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that call with your brother about you got some shit to say, you should have been like, hey man, can you uh yeah, help me out with the Don't talk apartment? about Kristen. Talk about your house. Then we meet Pug Luna. At Kristen's apartment. So cute. A little snort machine. You got to clean her crease at least once a day. Man, seeing the pug made me kind of happy and sad. Because your, your brother and sister-in-law had yeah. pugs. They both passed Two away. Two brother pugs. And they did just, they looked exactly like that. And they were just as loud as that. And they snored all the time. And they were so cute. Our apartment, um, it, it's small, but it's nice. Yeah, nice and clean. Yeah, adorable. <laughs> clean. Accurate. Yeah. Can't believe I'm going to say it. Mitch is growing on me. There's certain things he says that makes me feel like he's much more open. And I think he is just happier. He's not a ball of stress and anger and annoyance. For example, at Kristen's apartment, he said that he hopes that they can all be one big happy family. The amount Kristen is going above and beyond, I think we would be blown away if he wasn't into her. She like <laughs> she like nitpicks the whole, you know, recycling stuff or not not just buying new all the time. She gets it. She's like, I know you're right. I get that. I'm going to do my best on it. But everyone has their like habits, right? They're just habits of, of buy something. At the moment, I feel like Kristen's doing way more compromising than Mitch. A hundred percent. I feel like he was one that you can see will build the feelings over time. And it will be helpful for their relationship. During their meeting with Pastor Cal, Kristen says she can't believe how much she loves this marriage. And they did it. It. Oh, yeah. They had a moment (laughs) or moments. I don't know. But we find out that they're not making any long term plans yet at all. They're not talking about anything except for next week. They mentioned they don't talk about finances. And then Pastor Cal says, just whisper in her ear how much she makes. She's like, oh, I know she makes more than me. 
Oh, I know she makes double. Uh, what, yes. you know more than me. Yeah, they. Why do you think that is? I mean, are they are they again back to being vulnerable, talking about deeper conversations? Maybe you're worried about hurting the other person when it gets deeper. No, Kristen is terrified to say anything that's going to make him feel even the slightest bit uncomfortable. Right. We can't stress out Mitch. We cannot stress Mitch. We have to keep him in team a very Mitch. happy state. Team Mitch. Yes, team Mitch only. All right. But girl, it's okay to be team Kristen sometimes. Is it the fear of her ex walking out on her? Absolutely. She is so scared that he's just going to leave or be turned off by something. In the next episode, we see her talking to her friend about this, how she has not told him anything. She's very scared, how she's told previous men in the past about it and how they are very turned off by it. But I don't think it's a reflection of her at all. And those people that said it was are just assholes. Well, they're trying to reiterate to her that you did nothing wrong in that relationship. Like, it's not on you. And I really liked that when she did eventually tell him, he did reiterate that. He says, I will never do what he did to you. Okay, part of me thought they cut away, but Mitch looked a little teary-eyed. It was very sweet, I thought. I'm saying that because that's like, that's some fucking emotion going, you know? That's that's real. And I'll give, I'll give him credit. I mean... There's still a lot he needs to work on, but I thought the reaction to this was incredibly nice. For her to get that off her chest and for him not to push her away is going to make her so comfortable in the relationship that I think it's going to be super beneficial for them. Because even she says, this is my biggest fear. This is my biggest secret. And it's all out there. So I feel like she just thinks it's smooth sailing now. I'm sure Mitch cannot make it that easy. But, oh, did you catch on that she initially lied? About? Her past relationship. Oh, she said we were just dating. Yeah, she said that she was with her boyfriend for six years. She doesn't say, oh, we were engaged, I spent my life savings. But she came clean now, so that's good. It's good that Mitch read it as, like, I understand how that was hard for you to say versus you lied to me. Exactly. That wasn't even brought up. No. Now, their housewarming party was dope. Retrofuturism? I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but they described it as dress the way you think. The No, I mean, well, no, that was, that was, that was like, the that, I'm sorry. That was like the initial plan was like dress the way you think the world's going to end. And I was no, like, thank you. What? No, thank you. But, but let's be honest. <laughs> fucking Mitch was just Star Trek characters. That shit was oh fucking God. dumb. But the wig. The wig, yeah, the wig was something. <laughs> the drinks were great. Kristen lets us know that he needed to buy reusable ramekins. She was super excited, wanted to plan, had her Amazon cart full, and he kind of rained on that. He's like, we're not buying nothing. No. Okay, Mitch fucking hates Amazon. Oh, sure. yes. For sure. That's like the evil, like the demon. Yeah. So again, she bends to him, gets the ramekins, get other things, passes on other decorations. But the friends bring up a good point. He does need to adjust. It cannot only be Kristen. Yeah, what's what's the middle ground though? If someone's super anti not using things that are reusable, but some person came from like kind of like a traditional living like that we're used to, like where is that middle ground? Like, do you let the person buy some things, or do you start slow? Do you incorporate them into your life? I I don't know what that looks like, but it can't just be Mitch's way. No, I I agree. Let me use glitter every now and then. Yeah, let me pop the fucking popper, bro. I'll fucking pick up this, the things and I'll throw away in the trash. Then we mean Newton. Yes. The no. child of Alexis. Correct. Her apartment's cue, Justin, was 
over the closet. I guess it was packed to the brim. A lot of art. What? She's talented. Vagina moss thing. But even like, she had like an Einstein painting. Like, Cute. Yeah. Alexa says marriage may be hard for some people, but it's easy for us. Hold on to that. See, Justin's apartment, it's quite small. I mean, you're in one room. One room, balcony, planes going by a lot. Alexis did not like it. She made a joke like, well, I am in the bedroom, dining, (laughs) kitchen area. (laughs) They take the dogs out of the apartments, bring them to their shared apartment where chaos ensues. Now, a lot of folks have been talking about this, of what they did wrong not researching. I mean, they even make fun of it. Like, we should probably look this up. Yes, that is their number one problem. They didn't look up anything. Alexis is saying this is her child. This is her baby. Is annoyed when Justin even calls her child a dog. But you can't even do a simple research of how to introduce dogs? I don't know. Just do the basic things that you should do to take care of your dog. Why is this fully on Justin? Now, they were both responsible here and they're both at fault. Right. But why I, is it only on him? I mean, even a slightly safer thing would have, you know, both dogs on leashes. You kind of let them walk by each other. One dog starts to growl. Maybe you, hey, dog, you know, you tell them to calm, doggo, calm down. It's okay. I don't know how what the right way is. I mean, d- does the other person pet the other person's dog and like, oh, it's okay. Like, I'm not know. a dog owner. I wouldn't know. I, I, I don't know. But I, but I would think a dog owner would know. Yeah. Justin's dog snaps at Alexis's dog, bites it. On the eyelid, somewhere in the eye, mm-hmm. around the eye. Mm-hmm. Alexis is pissed immediately. Like, get the fuck away from me, Justin. Yes, it is Justin's fault. Justin kicked her dog. So that's how mad she is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Justin puts Maya in like a closet. Yeah, that no. felt really random, too. Nobody, nobody puts a baby in the closet. Calling vets, trying to figure what, figure it out. Justin asks to go with her. She says, no, I can't do this right now. I can't deal with this. She leaves, takes her dog in, comes back with a cone of shame, maybe some stitches. But that is forever imprinted on Alexis. This is... This is the basis of their entire relationship moving forward. I mean, I would say this is the start of the downfall. Yes. And oh I've to- I told you all, they were as high as high can be. And I said, this is way too fast. I'm waiting to see it blow up. Not that I'm rooting for it. I want them to work. But there's going to be a blow up and man, it's huge. Oh, it's coming. It's already happening. Is it fair for Alexis to want Justin to get rid of his dog like that? No. Thank not you. At all. Not at all. Yes, you, you call your dog your baby or whatever, your child. But Maya's his kiddo. So. Fuck his kid. Yeah, you're like, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> fuck his kid. Keep mine. Your kid's the fucking savage one. Like, that's that's kind of rude. I mean, I get the dog attacked your dog, but it's not easy to give up your doggo. I think that's my biggest point in that is just be more understanding. Obviously, your dog was hurt. That's a big deal. But also just understand that that is similar to his child. So maybe not say it's me or the dog. When they were talking to Pastor Cal, it was really fascinating that it's almost like it's easier for Justin to say something than than be in a conflict. So, for example, he kind of backs down of, Oh, like I might give up my, you know, it's, it wasn't like a, oh yeah, if, if things aren't okay after this two week training, I'll give up my dog. But in his mind, he's like, eh, maybe we'll see. Whereas Alexis is like, I thought this was already decided. You're giving up your dog. We also found out that his dog has been in fights before. So there has been maybe a history that he did not tell Alexis. And this seems to seem in her mind that his lying and his vagueness 
is who he is and he is not being truthful with her. I guess Alexis wants him to overshare just in, but that's so people hard. people are torn, people are torn on this because how much is too much? You'd be annoyed as hell. Like Stasha even meant, I believe it was Stasha that mentioned it like sometimes I'm not I'm just telling you something I don't I don't think about all the details. I just I just tell you. We're just conversating. Later yes. down I might think, "Oh man, there's something I didn't tell you." Like I can add that on, but you're not always trying to think of everything that's included in the, in this message. We see an overhead clip of Justin and Alexis full blown in an argument. I guess Alexis's dog was vomiting and has not eaten for two days. But it was blood, right? I think so. So maybe a stomach ulcer incident okay. happening. Okay, but yes, he should tell her. But why does she not know what's going on with her child? A lot of folks are saying, people online were torn. They were saying, yeah, but it's the dog's under Justin's care. Other folks are like, yeah, but it's her dog. And, and my, my thought process is, Yes, I get it. You're going to work. Justin's like taking care of your dog or whatever, feeding it. But it's like if it was a kid, you'd still check on your kid and be like, hey, buddy, how you doing? I was like, why is Newton looking so fucking sad? Like my Newton doesn't normally look like that. Does Newton eat in the evening? Like Alexis is on a work trip. I, I don't know. There's just a but lot that of questions I have. That was a be, real blow up. That raw. Justin's emotions. I don't know if your boy was crying during it. Maybe he was and she was fucking over it. I don't know. But they were like yelling at they each other. They were fucking yelling. I was so confused at first too. I was like, what do you mean vagueness? Like, what does this mean? And manipulation. I was like, is this all coming from the dogs but, still? But, but look, now did Alexis give Justin a task? He doesn't want to disappoint her. So now he's also scared of like oh, yes. being totally oh, honest. Yes. But then she's saying overshare. And he's like, it, no, I have to prove to her that I can handle this. Exactly. So I think I think he's stuck in a really shitty situation. I agree he was watching the dog. And he should have told her. But I think he's taking it too literal. Oh, I think he's taking it to another level. Like, just because you say something's happening doesn't make you a bad person. You didn't make the dog sick. You're not making the dog bleed. Oh, folks are saying Alexis is paving her way to the exit. Yeah, I saw that as well. She's, she's getting it ready. So is she blowing this up so that she has an out? Or is this what is just already cemented so she's already like checked out? Some of the way she communicates, it's hard to explain, but some of the way she communicates really annoy me. Almost like parent is almost like you messed up. You disappointed me. Oh, I kind of like, get that vibe I, too. I get that vibe from her. It was like, it's like kind of cringy. I don't think she's out, or I don't, I don't think she's checked out, but I think she has an option ready. I don't think she realizes that she says that she's done a lot. And when she left the apartment with Newton to take him to the vet, I think she said she was done there and that she couldn't do this right now. So you're just constantly doing these things that makes it seem like something's wrong. You're going to leave. You're going to shut down. And that's exactly what she kind of warned him about on the honeymoon. She said, oh, I would run right now or I would normally just leave. We're kind of seeing it. They decide in the end to have their housewarming party. We see them prepping, trying to figure out what the 90s is. Okay. During this scene, I'm sorry, I was ultra analyzing Alexis, but she's like giving him almost a stink eye as he's preparing like decorations of like how's he doing that he better do it right what the fuck's you got going on over there like bad i'm like uh just let me hang up this fucking decoration don't look at me with your judging eyes that this is that's just the vibe i got 
None of their friends dressed up, but they said they didn't know. True. So I, True. I, I give them a pass. They didn't let them know. Okay. Okay. Once everyone gets there and gets settled, Alexa says, I'm sorry, Justin. I usually talk to you first before I tell others, but... And then proceeds to kind of go through everything. When Justin begins to speak or try to tell his side of the story, Alexis interrupts and says, I don't ask you a question and then immediately ask you another. He says, yeah, you do. And then they kind of start a whole nother tiff about who's right, who's doing what. There's no, there's no winner. No, this conversation, nothing, there's no resolution. Nothing's going to be resolved. They are still in attack mode. Absolutely. And they want to be right. The friend is 100% correct. You are not each other's enemies. The problem is. Two times in this episode, Alexis says that she does love Justin, but she's not in love with him. And that's bullshit because you already said that on the honeymoon. You already said, I'm in love with this man. I love this man. No, you don't get to take those steps back. She's walking it back. Over one thing. Walking it back. Getting that exit strategy ready. This fight is going so bad. Like it's snowballing so fast even faster than i thought i said that first argument was going to be sweet to watch because they are judging these other couples but it's just getting it's too big it's so much bigger than it needed to be are you surprised we haven't seen any of the other experts like still Eh, i feel like dr pepper is retired and this is something she does on the side and she's like let me know when decision day comes and then the other two i don't know who they are but but at this point like we don't even see them and most people don't even give a shit, especially in social media, like just interaction and people posting like, who cares? Like, I don't even know why they're doing this. I don't know. But I anyway. like Pastor Cal. So. No, Pastor, no, Pastor Cal is great. And, and Dr. Pepper, I don't know. Just the new ones. I'm like, I don't really know if that was even required. Lindy's trigger for her is decision day. Anything that has to do with decision day, the word itself cannot be said. Yeah, you can't be stressing out Lindy. That's not a good one. We're talking about things snowballing. Lindy snowballs. Okay, we... Man, these episodes are hot. Like, we get us... We, honestly, we're seeing a side of Miguel and Lindy. Yes! That's new. I talk, I'm not putting it all on Lindy. Miguel's really far down on my list right now, sure, but... Sure, sure. Eh, yeah, no. It's, it's neither one of them fully. We're definitely seeing a different side of Lindy, and Miguel's still so far in the hole with me. <laughs> okay. Am I disgusting for also having a jar of bacon grease? It's very flavorful. It's good to cook with. I didn't realize it was such a hot button topic. I am just following what was taught before me. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, you don't like bacon grease? Cool. Don't don't judge me. Like, this shit's Let bomb. Let me have my bacon. This shit's bomb as fuck. Calm Let it down. Let me put it in I'm stuff. I'm fucking cooking eggs in this shit. I'm making it taste oh, better. Yes. No, I'm not. Miguel needed to defend bacon mm-hmm. grease. That's what I'm saying. She's like, well, don't, don't make anything for me with that. I'm like, don't worry. Bitch, I won't. <laughs> Fuck, I'll keep it. When Miguel was showing off his D&D books, Lindy did not like him saying those were his Bibles. And he did it on purpose. You remember how last time I was like, do you think it's, she's like, he's uh, doing it on purpose? Like, he's doing it on purpose. He's like, oh, that's so sacrilegious of you. <laughs> Honestly, though, I haven't seen this fucking dude play one game of like D&D. Do we really well, have to go this in depth of like how much of a D&D fan he is? No, but it is like his whole personality at this point. So let it be. He is definitely a lot happier. He says Lindy won him over. He bought flowers for her. He's cooking her dinner. Like being very nice to her. Mm-hmm. Sus. No. <laughs> They've renamed Decision Day to Val Renewal Day to make Lindy feel better. Oh, no. After this latest episode, ooh, <laughs> it got so bad. 
With Pastor Cal, Lindy says that she needs Miguel to stay sturdy and to not tell her things. <laughs> this shit makes no fucking no. sense. No. So she's basically saying, if you question anything in the relationship, don't tell me. I'm like what? Be fake. Pretend things are going well. I want. I don't want to hear anything. What Lindy needs is a rock of support. She needs someone that's gonna be that mold. And Miguel's like, no. Like I need to tell you if there's an issue. Like that's what normal people do, and we work through it. She wants no criticism, which I understand, but is also incredibly hard. Later on, Miguel says that Lindy is a great wife. He likes the security. They get along famously. He also points out that Lindy kind of checks off all of his boxes. She's agreeable, open-minded, a good conversationalist, adventurous. She's cute and she cooks and cleans. <clears throat> Bro, everything was cool <sighs> until the end of that phrase. Why does? Why is that even a thing? Why is that? Again, Miguel's just forever done okay, with okay. Miguel. Some... Some things about him, honestly, are... It, it's fitting. It's it's fucking like machismo of him. Yeah. It's like yeah. traditional. It's what he expects. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it out in the open I'm in my face. Yeah. Just, I'm not why, a, do you, why does that need to be a point that you're like, she's a great person because she cooks and clean, not because she's nice and loving and respectful and just... It's not even a quality that crosses my mind in a good person. <laughs> We go on to the housewarming party. The theme is contestants on a game show. I thought it was great. The friends showed up. It looked really fun. Honestly, I would I would play a game like this. It seems really fun. It does sound fun. It's a little risky though. For example, what would Lindy go viral for? No, a hangry let's, rant. Let's, let's keep <laughs> let's keep the questions funny and not, you know, trying to put anyone down or anything like that. This is where we find out about the healthcare incident. This is the first kind of taste of it and how Miguel is trying to leverage insurance in exchange for taking his last name. This continues on later in the episode when they are fighting in bed. Lindy lists the things she needs. A plan of where to live after the eight weeks. She needs to be added to Miguel's insurance. Also, they will have a joint account. What do you feel about Lindy's requirements? My jaw dropped immediately. I just didn't understand. How long have you not had health insurance? You are a provider, so that's weird. You have free or almost free health insurance for your work, but you're choosing to not work enough hours, not because of a disability or anything that affects that. It's purely a choice to not work the hours to get that benefit. Also, I feel like at a lot of hospitals... Even if you work part-time, there is still a base benefit, even if that means you are paying for the majority of it. Also, let's say you meet none of that requirement. Before you got married, you probably qualified for state health care. And let's say you got married, so that may change, but that wouldn't be instantly. You didn't just lose your insurance. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot here that I'm not understanding. Some things, okay, it's been two weeks so far. From what I recall from previous seasons, Folks where they kind of vibe that this is working, I feel like it's after the four-week mark where they start talking about like, oh, we've been talking about where we live after this, their place, our place, new place, whatever. They're on week two, so it's weird that that's already a requirement. The joint bank account thing is weird for right now because you don't have any joint bills. <laughs> you have nothing that There's, would need to be joint. Why? Nothing. I would be like, okay, I get it. I'd be like, let's do a joint banking out. Like when we get our own spa, we move out. 
I'd be like, do we need one now? Because we don't have any joint bills. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The insurance thing, I'm kind of with you on that. That is really weird. I even asked it on social media, like, I mean, aren't you like 26 when you have to be off of your parents' insurance? And, and so did she do nothing since then? And Lindy's 29, sir. Have you been like riding dirty for three years? Because <laughs> honestly, girl, you've got to protect yourself. If That's something- what I'm saying. She says like, oh, you need to protect me. And all I could think is, why aren't you protecting yourself? Like if something happens happened to you in that time frame, like you are shit out of luck. But it's very different if you don't have insurance because you cannot afford it because of your debt, because of a disability, because of there's just so many things that you're like, okay, I get it. Like, it's just not an option right now. It's really fucking expensive. But in her case, it just feels like a choice. Of course, we don't have all the deeds, but I mean, the one thing I keep going back on is you're choosing not to work the minimum hours for full insurance. That was Lindy, but I I don't only want to focus on her. Miguel being stuck on the last name. That's weird Considering too. Considering so many of these folks, I would imagine, are like pretty progressive and like, why are you so stuck on this? And yes. why why can't someone just mention fucking hyphenating? Also, I think it's completely accurate to realize that she made all of these massive academic achievements and on all of her degrees, it has her name as it stands. And I think that's really nice to preserve that for herself. I mean, it's for me, it was a complete identity thing of I just like my name. (laughs) So that's all. It wasn't a big deal. But man, if I had all these accomplishments under that name, I think that would make it even harder. These man, these subjects are so tough because some folks are, you know, that some in some ways they're more traditional and that's a really big deal. And some folks just couldn't care less. And honestly, we're on the side of we couldn't care less. Yeah. So that's what I keep trying to remember is like, yes, I fundamentally view it differently for myself but miguel trying to leverage it is i think what bothered me the most it's like oh you want to be on my insurance but you won't even take my last name like dude yeah so it it was it was already kind of weird but like it added just such a nasty undertone to it but seeing lindy's attitude when they're talking in that bedroom scene yeah not great and then miguel called her fucking out she's like he's like I don't like this version of you. Oh, man, that was, that was powerful. There's no winning in this. Someone has to compromise and that Miguel did end up adding her to the insurance. Miguel adding Lindy to his insurance is actually a pretty big deal because that is actually a pretty big commitment. What I'm saying is I, I'm thinking that they're more likely now to say yes on decision day. There's sort of more more things are being tied together. I'm just saying a divorce is still a qualifying event, so he could easily just... Oh, yeah, for whoop, sure. For, and, and folks mention that online. I mean, like, yeah, you can put her <laughs> on, but you can... I mean, don't work out. You can take her right off. Who's paying the premium? Because it goes up significantly. I assume Miguel. So, Lindy, are you now splitting my premium no. costs? I want to be added for the coverage, and you are going to pay for so, my coverage. So now we have... Now we add the joint account. Since now you're on my insurance, let's add that as the shared bill. Boom. Yeah, the shared bill that Miguel pays with our joint account is what I took that as. And Lindy contributes. Yeah, so she can go on those vacation with the girls. We have a girls and guys get together. Not a whole lot came from this. I feel like everyone just kind of reiterated their problems and what they're going through right now. The one thing that came out was... Nate and Stasha have not consummated the marriage, but other things are happening. He's happy. There's dessert. There's jobs. There, there, there's jobs. They went into a little more detail on the show, but you get it. 
On the next time on, we see some karaoke, some cooking, some mermaid pool time. Sure, if that gets Ben and Morgan in a better spot, do what you gotta do. Nate rates his relationship as a four out of 10. Is he trying to do that whole glass half full shit? He's got to. I don't know, but that seems really low. Really fucking low. That would be a red flag for me too if someone rated it a four out of 10 and I think it's like a seven or eight. That's a big deal. Yeah. Then we see an overhead camera view of Ben and Morgan's apartment and Morgan says, Alexis told me everything. So I assume we're still arguing about Mexico. This is going to be the whole season. God, I hope I hope they do something. I hope they move on. I hope they figure it out. I can't watch Ben and Morgan just talk about a moment in Mexico. <laughs> also, Nate and Alexis are still arguing in the next episode, so we'll see where that goes. Are they just snowballing like the whole season now? Was that it? They had this moment in time that was great, and then they just struggle from here on out. I was curious after their blow up in the apartment if Alexis actually stayed there. Ooh, hmm. good. I don't know that. <laughs> She doesn't know. I also don't know. What, I'm going to be curious if they're still in the same apartment together. All right. Anything else? No. I mean, thank you. Thank you all. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a fun weekend. Enjoy yourself and stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.